Okay, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Want to thank you guys for following along, listening to our podcast. Um, we're up to, I think, number 32. Uh, we just kind of wrapped up. Um, we've, we've had some, we've had miscellaneous projects going. Um, good stuff, too. And one of them was Arrow. Arrow, we did a couple podcasts on Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a bunch of training videos that are slowly getting um, posted on our YouTube page. They're going to be posted on our Facebook page. Um, snippets will be on Instagram. We'll be doing some on Instagram TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're sharing them in, in as many places as we can because uh, we do realize that it seems like just everybody consumes stuff a little bit differently in different p- spots. And so um, that's why I thank you for listening to this podcast because um, you know we kicked around the podcast idea for quite a while and are glad we're doing it. Um, it's, it's really... Uh, it's almost, insp- I'll go so far as saying it's almost inspiring when we get messages back from people that say, hey, I'm listening to all your podcasts. I really like your podcast. Uh, that, that, is, that means a lot. It means an awful lot to us. So I thank you for that. Um, we're this, this po- so Arrow, um, we're going to probably do another podcast on Arrow. Um, Arrow went home this last weekend. Um, it was awesome. We had a great visit with her family, her owners. Um, I'm really excited to see uh, where they go from here. I'm also really excited to say we're going to stay with them through the process, Um, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to almost do it long distance, um, remotely, so it won't be... um, it won't be the way we you would expect, or where we would where we've done it historically, where someone sends their dog, and I had their dog, or I had their dog since it was the beginning, and we trained it through. Um, this one's going to be they live a ways away, and it's very similar to um, several people that we've mess developed relationships with and never met. Uh, we just do it through Instagram or Facebook or combination of different platforms. Um, and work with and help get through some of the struggles that they're going, that they're having maybe with their dogs, whether they're young pups or just getting started or further down the road. Um, so this is going to be a good example of it, but we're going to document it. Um, and so it's I like the value of that because then then it can be shared um, over time, and more and more people will be able to um, get value out of it. So that's our plan. Uh, it's a it's a in an ongoing evolution here with us so um but back to so podcasts so for 32 this one we're gonna do um it's a message that i got uh it was a a direct message that i got um and it was a interesting question and and it kind of so i'm gonna read it to start out with um so this is this is someone who's been who has followed our stuff is what they said we follow your stuff we really enjoy um the content that you're putting out there it says we we had a litter of puppies. Uh, originally, we were going to keep two of them, although you said it was extremely hard. So she, they had heard me in the past. I've talked about I've kept litter mates before. Um, Ellie is a litter mate. Uh, Ellie and Kimber. Ellie is a dog I kept. Uh, one of our one of our family dogs here. But I trained her sister at the same time. Um, so they were they were here together. They were litter mates. Uh, Cody had her brother. Tito here. Those dogs were litter mates. Um, I've done it throughout the year or throughout the years now. Uh, drop time a while back. I had her and I had a sister of hers named Remy. Um, I've done multiple puppies out of the same litter. Um, 
I like sometimes doing that with with um, certain dogs because a lot of times I in the past I've kept one myself. Um, so there's I, I I find myself doing it with certain genetics. But either way, whatever the reason you're doing it would be, two puppies either the same age or close to the same age is a hell of a lot of work. And so I just, I've cautioned that over the years. And so she's referencing, although you said it was extremely hard, I do say it is hard because um, the part of the reason I think it is so hard is because it's like you're training, it, you're literally doubling your work because you cannot work those dogs together and you cannot work them. Um, so what, whatever, like I can work a, a younger dog, I can work with an older dog um, because I have control of the older dog. And if I have control of the older dog, I think there are cultural impacts that will be positive. If I don't have 100% control, and I mean like really, really good control, well-behaved dogs with puppies that are not as well-behaved because they're not as mature and they're just not, they're just not as far along, um, those, if you get two of those together, they snowball in the wrong direction very quickly. Uh, they, they, you lose any control because now there's two out of control dogs instead of one that is easier to kind of reel back in. So I'm just, I think it's really hard to do. I only do it when it's absolutely necessary. Um, we get way behind in deposits. Um, you know, we're out about three years right now, um, with deposits. And so that, I don't like getting out that far, but I have come to, uh, this point where I said, you know what? I'm not going to sacrifice quality um, to speed things up. So it's been a couple of years now that I've decided to do that. And so that, that's kind of the way we, we go. We just, just don't take a lot of dogs on at the same time, close in age. Um, spreading them out, and it's amazing what spreading them out three months will do. Um, that's a huge difference. Uh, when you start talking about a five-month-old puppy, because when you get them, they're about two months old. So if you start talking about three months of foundation into a puppy, and then another one, you've got a five-month-old and a, uh, you know, starting over from scratch, seven or eight-week-old. Eight and when you have that, it's a night and day difference. I still don't think the five-month-old is mature enough that you can work it with the little puppy. But by five months, five, six months, I've got the dogs on lead. Um, and so I've got good control on lead. So I can go out, which is what we did um, recently. This last week, we doubled up. We had Arrow here, who was five months old we had this little puppy bella come in bella was when we got her here she was 14 or 15 weeks old so for a week there i had these dogs that were about a month apart they were about four or five weeks apart and arrow was far enough along that we could put her on a lead and have her under control and that little puppy would run around and create problems and if i had didn't have arrow on a lead i couldn't have them together but i had i put arrow on a lead and then we were fine and the other dogs didn't need on lead because i could just tell them to sit down and they weren't going to mess around with the puppy so it's a dynamic that you have to be very careful of within your pack um so i got way off way off line on that but anyway so let's start over we had a litter of puppies originally we were going to keep two although you said it was extremely hard we soon realized you were right and sold one uh, we have, we now have one. She's 14 weeks old, doing fabulous on almost everything. Crates, wonderfully sits, stays on place. Uh, the other morning she put herself on place. We're trying hard to follow all your training advice. She loves to fetch 
and gets so excited, but she doesn't want to bring it back to us. She wants to get about one to two feet from us. I think it's because we had her litter mate longer and they would just run around and play chase and you can't take and you can't take this stick away from me game. I feel she's just scared. We're gonna take it away from her. It's beyond frustrating. What should we do? Thanks for thanks for your advice. So I think um, you're right. I think it probably started with a bad habit of chase, keep away, call, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the last thing I would ever recommend for anybody. So this, so this dog's 14 weeks old. Um, you know, it's only been six weeks since you took it away from mom and dad. Um, would have separated it and kind of dropped it into your pack. Um, and it sounds like the foundation is going well. So first off, I think continue that. Uh, the retrieving part of it. So then, then I, I, I gave her, um, I gave her an answer. I said, you know, I do think it's a, a great podcast topic. Um, I've got a puppy in right now. It's um, that we're just starting to document. I'm talking about Bella. Um, I'm kind of summarizing my answer back to her. Um, we, this puppy is the opposite that I have here. She's got just a wonderful natural retrieve. Wants to pick stuff up and bring it back to me constantly. Wants to hold on to it with when when she gets close to me. You can hear her in the maybe hear her in the background scratching in her kennel a little bit right now. That's about as it's about as excited as she gets. Um, and I don't want to jinx it, but so far we've we've been really lucky. Um, but anyway, one of the things that that. I think is important to recognize is the age of this dog. It's 14 weeks old. Um, I The last thing I'm worried about with puppies is typically retrieving um, because the it's their last name. I mean, Labrador Retriever, Golden Retriever. Retrievers retrieve. And so, but the delivery isn't always polished. And so that is something that we have to work on. Um, but what I think is interesting is, uh, and one of the things she says is, um, I, I also answered back to her and I said, stop. Like, that's my recommendation. Just stop. Stop retrieving. Um, I also told her that I was going to talk about it in a podcast in more depth. So that's where we're kind of getting into this. But I think the easy answer, the quick answer was stop retrieving. You're having lots of problems with it. It's becoming very frustrating and you're not breaking through. So it goes back to this idea of when you run into a bump, and this could be anything, it doesn't have to be just this specifically, but when you run into anything with your training, if you're having problems, I think some people, the mentality, like imagine it's a, a road and there's a brick wall across the road. So some people will say, there's a brick wall in the road. I must go through it. So they put their head down and they just start ramming into it and thinking, let's just pull our way through it. Let's knock our way through this wall. And so I think that's foolish. I think you're going to get hurt. I think it's, it's, um, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's, it's silly to think that that's how you should get through it. I think what, what I prefer is stop, back up, take a look around, and maybe there's a door to the right or left, but you got to get off the road to get there. So I think that when it comes to running into problems with your dog training, it's like that's your brick wall. So first things first, just stop. There's no reason that you have to get through. You're not in a rush. None of this stuff. If 14 weeks old, man, I, you, you're just not in a rush. Uh, I think 
when I started out talking about some of the projects and where we're sharing stuff and all that and where different people are consuming information, one of the things that I think has been maybe some of the most uh, valid information, maybe some of the most useful information for most people is live with Spry. And Spry is the dog that we trained and we basically did it live on Facebook. And it was really raw. Um, it was when we didn't have, you know, I did it with my phone. Um, but the information was valuable. And so if you watch the entire Live with Spry series, and I think these people have watched it because I, I, I remember them being involved, like asking questions and getting involved with the actual Live with Spry's um, that we were doing. I think you'll find that uh, Spry didn't make retrieves till she was eight months old. Eight months old, 32 weeks. So you got a 14-week-old. The last thing you want to do is is start to be panicking or becoming frustrated. And you mentioned it too. Um, you know, you said that you know your husband gets frustrated, doesn't want want her picking up on that. Yeah, exactly, because she's gonna likely just shut down. So, you know what? It just stop and wait a while. Work on something else. Now, I don't say stop and don't do anything. I mean stop and work on something else. Focus on something else. Just forget about retrieving for a while. Um, but I, I also think that you got to now look at it and go, and you've already have, you've already kind of assessed it. You've reverse engineered the whole thing. And you said, I think it might have had something to do with these two dogs carrying stuff around and chasing each other and playing keep away and playing uh, run off and all that stuff. Well, of course. So what I think is important is to understand that little habits like that put in early on they stick for a while. You're, you'll have now. You have to train something out before you can train something back in. Um, so that's that's just not really efficient. But you're, that's the position you're in. So what I would do is, if if the pup doesn't want to come to you, um, there's a couple different things you could do when you start retrieving again. First off, find something that the pup likes to hold on to longer. You know, still at 14 weeks old, they p have pretty good little needle teeth. Um, you were saying something about. Let me see. She stops one to two feet away from us. I And I don't think that means she's probably not dropping it. She's probably playing like, come and get me. So what I, what I like to do is um, set yourself up for success. So depending on wherever you're doing this training, um, make it so that there's only a few options. I like hallways. I like hallways with doors closed. Um, there's nowhere for the dog to go. There's no other stuff in the hallway. It's me and them. I'm on one end. They're on the other. I throw the thing down there. They go get it, whatever it is, and I don't care what it is. Um, when they got the little puppy teeth, I like using socks, and the socks get stuck in their teeth, and it's just hard for them to spit it out. But So whatever it is, as they come to you, here's your setup situation. you got to leave yourself some space because if the pup comes back to you, and what I would do is physically I'd get right down. Um, I'd get down on the ground, get down on my knees, get, get real welcoming, want them to hurry into me, get to me. But if they don't or they come so close and they stop and it's a standoff, I turn around and I leave. I go the other way. And it, it's very surprising to them because they're expecting you to show a lot of attention to them and want to come get them. Nope, yeah, screw you, I'm leaving. And all of a sudden they're going to go, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. And they're going to turn and they're going to start to come to you. And when you do, when you see that, you know, kind of peek out of the corner of your eye and you see them coming, that's when you can really say, you're a good girl, you're a good girl, and how good she is. And she goes, oh, this is 
This makes him happy. And what is she doing at that moment? She's coming to you. So then you can get down real slow. Don't, I think, I think a lot of times when dogs come running back to us, people get tense and they almost uh, get into what I call like an athletic stance. And they start to look like they got to catch the dog when it comes in because they're, they're just, that's the feeling. And it, and it's, body language is really clear to a dog. He's getting tense. He's going to tackle me. And so I don't, I don't get, I don't want to get real herky jerky. I don't want to be real fast moving. I may, I want to, I'm going to be real smooth and get down real slowly and real soothing and real soft and tell him how good she is and just calm her down. Because rarely do I see dogs that are too calm. I've got one right now that is just as sweet and calm as can be. Bella, a little pup that we're starting. Um, I love it. I mean, I've had to search a while to get that genetic trait. Um, And I've got it so far, and I'm loving it. But I do think it's it's in her. Now, can I get her excited? Absolutely, I can. Um, Some of these dogs these days are just so hot. They're just so full of energy. Um, it's hard. It's much, much harder for me to slow them down than it is to speed them up. And I hear 99% of the people I hear talking about stuff like this, or I talk to, their biggest concern is that their dog's got enough drive. And I, I smile inside. I mean, because I don't want to be a jerk about it, but I smile inside and I go, you have no freaking clue. Your dog has way more than you'll ever need. But we all want this big, big drive. No, no, I, I, I don't. I've, I've never, not once, I've been doing it a long time, I've never had a dog that I couldn't get excited. Never. And I, I, I mean, that's, there, there's one dog that I struggled with to get retrieves. Um, it was, and it was, he was old. Uh, it was like nine years old. And it was a, a hound. It was some type of a hound. And we wanted to try to get that dog retrieving. And it was a tracking dog, like a really accomplished tracking dog, um, certified through the roof, uh, used for tracking people. We struggled to get that dog to retrieve. Um, but we found a little toy that he liked, um, and his owner was going to work on it um, with, with this toy and figure out a way to just get the dog to try to figure out that it's, a, it's not that bad. It's kind of a fun game. That's it. So when you start talking, and it, so the dog wasn't even a retriever, but when you start talking, that's the one I can remember where I went, man, and I just wish I had had a little more time with the dog, um, and I think I would have figured it out, but nobody that I know has a dog that doesn't have it in them. Um, we usually create too much excitement, and then we lose control. And so I just think that you have to be real careful. I don't think... Um, you know, the, the, at the end there, she says, you know, at least, at least she has a huge desire to fetch. Yeah. Uh, I, and it's not, it's not surprising to me. Um, most of the dogs will. And so I think that is good that she has that desire to fetch. I wouldn't be rewarding it that much right now. Yeah. Bella, Bella retrieves like a champ. Um, I mean, like, and I'm going to show you some video. We should, we did film we filmed their first retrieves. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done it. Two, I've done it twice since we did her first retrieves. So, and and we did it two times. Um, this weekend on on Saturday, we had a 
party. We were with some friends, um, and we made, I think we made three retrieves with her. Um, I just wanted to show her off a little bit. So I showed her to some friends of mine um, that are that are actually part of our trainer's team, and that I said, you guys got to see this. And I had a full standard-sized bumper, um, and this little dog went out and picked it. I never would have done that with spry I, I wouldn't have done it with most dogs but the reason and, the, and quite honestly the only reason i'm doing it with her is because she's shown me that she loves to she she picks up sandals left and right and i turn around and she's bringing them to my feet and holding them onto me now that's the other thing is is once you get these dogs retrieving so once this dog starts to once you figure out how to get the dog back to you the last thing you want to do is take it away from them i don't take anything away from my dogs quickly I want to encourage them to hold on to it. And, and when I do take it from them, I give it right back to them. So I go in and out, in and out, in and out of the mouth with the, with the dummy, with the sock, with the ball, whatever it is. Take it away from them and then give it back to them. And then sh- have them give it back to you. And then give it back to them and give it back to you. And so don't get this mentality of as soon as it goes to him, it's gone. Or her, it's gone. Get it from them and give it back. Get it from them, give it back. Get it from them, give it back. Give it, fr- get it from them, give them a different one. You know, I've I've seen that done recently, and I've tried it a little bit myself, and I I don't mind it. Um, I I don't run into a huge. I typically don't run into a huge problem with delivery, and it comes with it comes from because early on I don't create those problems. So when little puppies pick stuff up, which this dog has a real tendency to pick stuff up, but even Arrow, when Arrow would pick stuff up, and, and she wasn't much of a, a natural retriever, but we were getting her to retrieve. And the way we were doing it was when she would pick stuff up, we would figured out a way to get her back to us, and then we praised her for it, and then we maybe then we took it out of her mouth, but then we gave it back to her. So we're back and forth with whatever it is, and that's sticks, that's... Uh, garbage it's it's any I mean I've not I've not seen this house without shoes out sitting around in some time like and I'm guilty of it I'm the one that's usually leaving mine around but my sandals my shoes anything like that um, in the last three or four days you have you don't see one laying around and it's because I know what's gonna happen Bella's gonna pick them up and she's gonna bring them to you and that's okay but I don't want I don't want that habit forming of picking up my shoes. I don't want to have to run the risk of her picking it up and deciding maybe it is more fun to run away. Right now she wants to bring them to me. So let's let's wait until we have controlled environments and we can work on these formal formalizing the training to put stuff into her mouth. And let's not do a lot of it. That's the other thing. I was going to just talking about, you know, we made those retrieves on Saturday. I think I I know we did less than 10 retrieves in 10 days um, because I only did it three days. And I did two, two, and I did two, two, and three. So that's seven. Uh, we're under 10 retrieves in seven days. And it's because she does it. These people that sent this message, at least we know she has a huge desire to fetch. So don't worry about it anymore. She, it's in there. You don't need to bring it out. You don't need to burn it. You don't need to risk losing it. You don't need to risk burning them out. You don't need to risk bad habits starting, um, which is which is what you've got a little bit of going. But you can fix it. Just take a break from it, though. Um, and then when you decide you're going to go back to it, figure out the plan to ensure 
you don't have issues. Set your and, and a lot of that can be just your setups. Um, but once you get them in, once you do get it, what are you going to do then? Be ready. Um, you know, I like the idea of bringing the dog in and petting the underside of their chest, petting the underside of their chin, leaving that thing in their mouth as long as they'll hold it. I take it out before I think they're going to drop it. Because eventually, sometimes they get bored with it and they want to drop it. I don't want them dropping it without me. I'd like to be there. And so early on, that's what we want to imprint. And if you do that, by the time they get to five, six, uh, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna start teething. So the other thing, too, is you got to be careful with teething. You're probably a little early yet, but pretty quick you're going to start teething. Then you're done retrieving. You're done retrieving for a month. So... Um, until they're done teething. So after they're done teething and we start retrieving again, then I might make a few retrieves before we, we you know, we, we think about hold conditioning them. I start 10 to 12 months usually, um, but it's because I don't usually have problems. Usually at eight, nine, 10 months, they're delivering really nicely. Um, if I've done what I needed to do early on, I don't really worry too much about sloppy deliveries because uh, they're they're delivering pretty well. The, the hold conditioning goes really fast because we just sharpen things up. The shape is there. We just polish it. Um, so I hope that helps. Um, keep me posted. Uh, you know, we, we've, you've messaged. We can message back and forth. But um, I, I think it was more of a – there was more to the answer than just um, – it would have then me typing it back. I think I can get into it a little bit deeper this way. And I wanted to do it because I do think a lot of people run into these problems. I just wrote an article about the key to the key to unlocking a retriever is delivery. Uh, it's it's not retrieve. They retrieve naturally. It's delivery, and delivery needs to be good, solid. And so I just wrote an article for Badger Sportsman on that. So. Um, this is, this piggybacks off of that perfectly. So that's it, man. 32, number 32 podcast is done. Thank you so much, uh, for listening and thank you for all your support. Um, if you would do us the favor, I ask every time and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but, um, it is really important to us. If you'd be willing to subscribe, hit the subscribe button, wherever it is you're listening to these things. Um, and also if you'd leave us a, a, a rating, right? Isn't that what they call it? A rating? Um, that is real valuable for us to be able to try to grow the awareness. And, and I also ask people, you know, if you know someone that this would help, please share it with them. I do think there's, um, a ton of value in the idea of it coming from someone else. Um, Hey, this, this, this is some information that has really helped me. It might be valuable to you too. I think it, uh, it's an easy way for us to be able to try to impact positively impact more people. So Thank you again for listening. Um, we appreciate it, and we, we continue to move forward uh, with, with our next episode. So thanks a lot. Mm-hmm.